Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode one of the Relaxin' Podcast. I'm joined by Arios, co-owner of SNR, and Jam, actual owner of SNR, and I'm BoardCamera40K. Hello. Hi. So we've got a <laughs> couple different things to talk about, and um, you'll have to excuse us. This is our first time ever doing uh, podcast format, so things are going to be a little shaky in this first episode. But uh, we've got a couple different topics today. We've had recent controversy in the Wi-Fi scene with Sonic and whether or not he should be banned. Got to love some good drama. Twitter is having a field day lately. We've got tier lists that Arios and Jam put together that uh, I had a field day laughing at, even though they weren't that terrible. <coughs> Um, and then we have Katomic's tier list that we all had a field day laughing at. Oh my god. <laughs> this poor man can't even defend himself. Uh, we've also uh, wanted to talk about a couple of upcoming events for SNR and some of our growth lately that we've been seeing, which has made us really excited. So And, and the growth in the Wi-Fi scene. Uh, yeah, well. that too, that too, which is really awesome. Uh, I mean, it's... It's kind of unfortunate because of what's going on in the world right now with the uh, COVID-19, but here in the Wi-Fi scene, we've been popping off lately, hosting a lot of really big and awesome tournaments. Uh, Shout-outs to uh, the box that's going on today, and I think is wrapping up here soon. But yeah, we're going to start off with our most important topic today, and that is the recent drama in the Wi-Fi community. It's kind of been building up over the past month or so. And that's whether or not Sonic should be banned from Wi-Fi play. And I'm going to go on the record right now and say, no, I absolutely don't think he should be banned. And I've got several reasons I'll get into, but I, I wanted to hear your guys' quick thoughts on that. So to me, it's it's a matter of like when developers have – a bug in their game right players that exploit this bug should they be punished or not and so i feel like if sonics just play the game people would have less of an issue with it but if they the the issue that people have is exploiting sonic's kit to um make games less fun to play and watch in order to, to win and it's not that i'm objectively saying you can't use strategies other than just fighting and killing to win. It's that I, I personally feel like the way Sonic on Wi-Fi plays is a negative impact for the scene. And that playing to win should be also played at like play to play the game, not to, not not play just for your money, if that makes sense, especially when it's free. Yeah, no, I still. Oh, sorry, go on. Uh, sorry, I, I just wanted to end it with by saying like I feel like Sonics can play to win and not play like campy to timeout. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like there is a happy medium that yeah, will make so others here, upset. Yeah, so here's my thing or my take on it. Honestly, I don't think Sonic should be banned because it's honestly an easy fix because most of like the Twitter clips of Sonic playing lame and just timing out people. Just literally make a rule like if you stall and just literally sit on the other side of the stage, not approaching, DQ that player. It's it's not that hard. And because we have, I've seen Sonic play. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, fine. So basically, I've seen Sonic play like 
aggressive and it's actually kind of fun to watch when they're playing aggressive and they're going for cool stuff i don't know if you guys are familiar with uh clockwork he's a pretty big smash youtuber who just main sonic he goes for actually like he goes off stage he goes for like reckless stairs like that's pretty fun to watch but um honestly like if you put a rule in for banning stalling that'll i think that will solve a bunch of issues with sonic uh and wi-fi but that's just my take on it but Sparky, you can go ahead and and we've had i'm pretty sure we've had a rule specifically snr has had like a no stalling rule but maybe it really hasn't had to be enforced because we haven't seen a character that can camp out this hard uh, at least in ultimates continually developing meta but people have realized that yeah sonic's mobility makes it so easy to run away and even if your opponent approaches you and tries to force the issue, well, you just tap you tap down B and you jump to the other side of the stage. And here's the thing. As a commentator, I do not like watching Sonic. Uh, it, it, it's, it's very boring. It's very unfun, especially when people start playing that lame, campy style. They get that lead and then they just back off and kind of run away and attempt to not engage. And those Twitter clips you mentioned, Jam, those are absolutely awful and should never happen. But I don't think that it's the right move to ban a character or stop players from enjoying a game because there are people who probably legitimately enjoy playing Sonic for reasons beyond just trying to get easy wins in a tournament. Like, take Super Striker, for instance, and I'm sure he's having a field day lately with everything that's going on, especially because Sonic is stronger on Wi-Fi. But Super Striker's capable of making real plays. Like, like uh, who'd you say, Chronic? Like Chronic? What do you mean? Clockwork. Clockwork, sorry, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Clockwork. Clockwork. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's like... I was thinking of Sonics, but no, like Super Striker is capable of making aggressive plays, but all these Sonic players have that this one thing in common, like they start to get a lead and they kind of back off and don't really force the issue. And as you mentioned, stalling, stalling is the real issue here. There are counters to Sonic. He's not broken. He, he's not unbeatable. Uh, and I think that just outright banning a character sets a bad precedent. And also gives in to people who are just complaining for the sake of complaining, in my opinion. I think the part of the root of the issue and how it could be dealt with on Nintendo's side is, oh, sorry, one second, my computer started bugging out, um, is Spin Dash's safety and pressure that it brings. I, I personally view Spin Dash as, like, as a move itself, does it combo into many things? No. Does it combo on all characters? No. Does it like what, does it actually give a, a lot of percent? Not really. But it's it's the pressure it has, in the sense that you kind of have to shield it, and the parry timing can be tough, especially on Wi-Fi, because of how fast it can just it can just hit you. You know how fast he runs at you, and then the fact that he bounces off, and then you can use an aerial out of it. Most characters, for example, I play one of the safest characters on Shield. I play Cloud, ZSS, and Marcina, Lucina. They, they, they all have at least one move that is safe on shield, if not two or three. But I actually have to use those moves. Other than ZSS Zare or Side B, I actually have to like come at, go to your shield and hit you, right? 
where I have to space a back air. I have to do a landing forward air, right? I can't just throw a move on your shield and then not get punished. I have to actually like land, fast fall, and time it. That's how almost all characters are in this game. You know, not counting projectiles, right? The problem with Spin Dash, I feel like, is it's too close to being... It makes Sonic the projectile in that he doesn't have to space anything or time it when he hits you with it. Because he can hit your shield and be relatively safe with it. He can't shield cancel it like he could in, in Smash 4, but he doesn't have to. He can just charge it and then wait for them to either hold their shield till it's too small and it shield pokes, or punish it because it's really hard to trade with that move. It has a decent amount of priority. And so that's part of the issue, to me it feels like, is Spin Dash's safety, so that they're able to just force you to approach, like camp you out with Spin Dash, uh, yeah, so Katomic actually just said Spin Dash has six frames of, uh, of invincibility, if he recalls correctly. Um, may not be 100% true, but you know things like that make it too safe of an of an option to uh, use in neutral that can oppress uh, other characters, especially when Sonic has the lead. That makes it really hard for uh, other characters to be able to in engage, and not just because it, it's it's an attack, it's a burst option, it's a safe option, and it's a neutral option. That, that combined is what makes the Wi-Fi Sonic most oppressive to me. And and is part of what Nintendo could look at possibly to fix it in a way. Yeah, something like maybe changing the amount of time that you have to wait before you can go into an aerial or adding something like he's got to hit the ground before he can act out of spin dash. There, there's There's got to be some kind of change in there. Again, I don't think Sonic is that broken because his damage output is pretty lackluster. He's very much a hit-and-run character, but that safety that spin dash gives him, as you mentioned, and you know the iframes, the ability to act out of it so quickly after using it, the, the mobility it gives you, it's just all around very very tough to deal with and and it hurts sonic right now hurts viewership because of the way these people are playing and even in general like sonic will hurt hurt viewership we've seen it a couple times in the past like sonic and a major oh boy nobody wants to really watch that but when not being played purely for stalling it's a little more interesting but as a commentator as a broadcaster for tournaments like sonic has been killing my desire to watch matches I, I still don't want him banned and there definitely does need to be some kind of patch to address him but he's nowhere near uh, ban worthy in my opinion you know characters in the past that might have been ban worthy like smash 4 bayonetta smash 4 cloud uh, brawl meta knight definitely um the one that really comes to mind when you talk about ban worthy characters sonic's not even close he's not even in the same sentence as those Mm -hmm. See, there's two things that I actually thought of when it comes to like what you said. Uh, the first thing would be like, there's a possibility of adding a clause, um, just like in how melee, there's no, there's uh, rules that ban wobbling or chain grabbing. Uh, same with um, brawl, ban chain grabbing for uh, different tournaments, right? There, I don't know how it would be implemented onto Sonic, but some kind of like that's one approach to that, right? Other than other than just flat out banning the character, chain dashing, you know? no, no chaining, spin dashing, no chain dashing. <laughs> um, when I actually thought of three things now. Other thing is um, there's certain moves that that um, 
when hit on shield that are quick burst mobility options that have a hitbox. When I talk about those, I'm talking about certain dash attacks. Mm -hmm. um, I'm talking about like ZSS kickflip, right? Yeah. So if you kickflip on someone and they, they shield, you bounce off and you do an, another flip animation that you cannot act out of. You're, it's, it's, it's considered like end lag uh, to a certain degree um, of that move. If you hit it, um, it, whether they shield or not, if, if you don't ground them, it does almost like a footstool that does 12% uh, damage is basically what it is. Um, and you can't act out of that. It's it's very, very negative on shield. I believe it has uh, 30 or 40 frames where you're literally just doing a, uh, a slow flip through the air, an extra flip. Um, and it's very, very, very punishable. I, I think it's like actually 38 frames. Um, it, that That's something that Sonic doesn't have. He will bounce off the shield and then like has like 12 frames of, of end lag where he can't act out. But 12 frames is where you're bouncing away from the character makes it very hard to punish it. Um, and, and that's that's part of why I think the issue is. And the other issue is Sonic, for a character... So Jam plays a character that struggles to kill, right? He plays Richter. Richter struggles to kill. Yeah. He kills at higher percents, 130+. plus. Why does Sonic have a back throw that kills at 125? That's... Have, having, like... Saying a character struggles to kill but have a killing throw, that's not just like, oh, this throw will kill. Like, Joker's down throw will kill you at a 180. And with Arsene, it'll kill you at like 170-ish. That, that's with, with with rage, usually. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that's not a kill throw. That's a, okay, you're way beyond percent where you should die against me. Now my throw will kill you. That's what that is. Belmont's forward throw is like that by ledge. It'll kill you at like 150. Why does Sonic have a killing back throw while being able to stall and run out? Because the thing with Sonic is they have to approach you. So usually you're back. You're going to be at a, as Sonic when you're timing them out, right? The closest somebody's going to be able to get to you is when you're at the ledge, you're facing the, uh, the middle of stage. As so you know, the Sonic is facing the middle of stage. His back is towards the blast zone. And the other person's approaching you. And then having a killing back throw is what makes it so much worse. Because if that person messes up at all in their approach while they're trying to neutralize the lead that the Sonic has, he just grabs you and throws you off stage and can kill you for it. That's not a character that struggles to kill, in my opinion. Well, keep in mind... If you, if you have a kill option like that. And, and keep in mind, this you've just reminded me of a really big point. This game and the way it's balanced, Nintendo does not care about competitive play like we do. They don't balance or design this game around tournament play. That's never really been a thing that they cared about. We saw it in Smash 4. Um, that The game wasn't really that well supported in terms of balance patches. And in all honesty, we've continued to see that trend in Ultimate where, yeah, there have been some good balance patches, especially I thought, I thought it was nice to see in 7.0 uh, that there were buffs to a lot of uh, generally perceived weaker characters. But this game has never and probably will never be balanced with true competitive play in mind. Um, Smash has always just been like whatever Sakurai wants it to be, uh, regardless of the hyper-competitive community that we have. You know, since Melee and all through the years, it, it's, it's, not, it's not balanced... To, to be a serious game. It's, it's always been uh, 
designed as some party game. So they're not they're not sitting there thinking of, wow, Sonic's back throw kills at 125%. That's really weird considering the rest of his kit and how he plays based on his design. You know, they don't they don't see it like we do. They they're not play testing for that aspect of the game. Because, like, going off of your point, they normally, like, use quick play to uh, do their, uh, to determine who they should uh, buff and nerf. Because, like, uh, Belmonts, <laughs> I know this is biased, but Belmonts have so many flaws, but because they're, like, really good in casual play, they will probably never get buffed. Dude, just Even press though they B. have a fucking <laughs> frame 13 grab, dude. <laughs> On a slow character and a zoner. Like, there's zoners, like, Mega Man, who have like frame six or seven grab, like yeah, frame frame seven, yeah, like yeah, mm -hmm. frame six is the fastest. It's uh like Joker and a couple. Of, of course, Joker is the fastest grab. Jo Actually, Joker's might be frame five. All I know is Joker has the fastest grab. <laughs> of course, yeah, he has a good grab. <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> Nintendo does not balance in terms of like competitive in mind otherwise like they wouldn't have buffed certain characters the way they have hey at least they nerfed our sen right <laughs> <laughs> i think that was because like even casual players were complaining but i digress I... so is that the key then do we all just pretend to be casual players and make alt accounts and then complain every day about certain characters that are top tier that we want to get nerfed and just say that it's a, a hindrance to, to casual play yeah so we need to Dude, go I'm on complaining about pikachu frame one we need to go on smash boards and start complaining see i see my character goes even with pikachu so it's like <laughs> i just don't feel you on that jam i'm sorry i think pikachu's fine in fact make it worse for the belmonts you can stop right there. Make his Nair, make Belmont's Nair even worse so that he can't defend against Pikachu. Dude, Nair already has zero priority. You can stop right there. It beats my Nair. No, it does not. It does not beat your Nair. <laughs> I have a sword and it beats my Nair. I think your Nair dude, is pretty this, good. Dude, this, In fact, your Nair dude, should be some nerfed. Propaganda. This is you, some should get propaganda. The you, you should get the cloud nerf on your Nair. It should be smaller. No, whoa, hell no. Cloud <laughs> Nair isn't that bad. I'm not even talking about Cloud. I'm talking about Lucina. My, my Nair sucks. Yeah, Nair, Nair one does. doesn't even connect into Nair two. <laughs> Dang, dude. It's 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 good at the ledge. Other than that, give Lucina Ike Nair. I don't know. Okay, you guys can stop right there. <laughs> you know, speaking of other characters and yeah, we could talk about the, art, the these tier list, baby. Hell oh, yeah! Oh, here he goes. But Beat his chest, loves. thinking he is the best tier list because there was a vote. No, I don't. I just want to. I just want to. I just want to. <laughs> Dookie on Jam's tier list. Well, that's all. All right, to... let's talk about this. So Roy is your number three <laughs> character in the game, Jam. I want to talk about this one. You put Roy almost above Shulk and Lucina. You put Roy above Joker and Pokemon Trainer and Peach and Palutena. Dude, how many good Roys do you see? And how many good Jokers do you see? There's only one really good Joker, and that's There's three really good Jokers. Who, who are the are... There are seven Pokemon trainers on the PGR, the most out of any character. There are four Palutenas. There are two Roys. Pokemon trainer is definitely one of the most popular characters in competitive Smash. He's broken. Dude, yeah. I still think Roy's really good, dude. I, I agree. Roy's really good. I actually think that Lucina on paper is probably the second best character in the game. 
But I also think that you have to factor in cheese and gimping and uh, how dishonest the character can be to make comebacks, to get kills in, in creative ways that aren't just you edgeguarded them or you flat out killed them. That's what Lucina has to do. And that's why I ended up putting Roy above Lucina. Even though I think Lucina is a better character, I think Roy is stronger in, in a tier list setting. Dude, but then you have to keep in mind, like, you just said it yourself, cheese factor, dude. Roy fucking kills so early. It's actually insane. It is, but that doesn't Bro, make him the third best character in the game. I, dude, you're underrating how good a side B is. His side B is I'm really not underrating good. how good his side B is. I'm I'm actually probably overvaluing his weaknesses and how he can be exploited. Roy... I actually think that Roy's weaknesses are kind of hard to exploit in competitive, which is... Um, why I think he's so well, good. So, like, what are his hardest things? Um, recovery, not snapping ledge, and sometimes hitting too far above ledge that ends up uh, ends up killing him, and he doesn't snap it fast enough. So if you counter it, it he, it can fuck him. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I mean to say that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it, it it can it can screw him over. Um, his his air speed or his fall speed being. Uh, really high so if he gets edge guarded he can he can die from that because he can't recover because his linear recovery is good but his horse is a uh, vertical is not uh that great um and so also his the small inconsistencies that don't help him uh for sour spots can sometimes lead him to not getting kills however i feel like his inconsistencies on his sweet spots for hitting on the tipper like he's marth or something even though marth doesn't work not biased at all here definitely not a marth main um the fact that he can tipper side b and it'll sweet spot and kill but my tipper side b won't sweet spot and kill kind of makes me a little mad sound a little salty there dude <laughs> Roy Roy's tipper on the edge of his blade is more consistent to hit sweet spot, even though it's supposed to be in the hilt, than Marth's, who's supposed to be at the tipper. But is it enough yeah. to make him the third best character in the game? See, this is where I like Arius' no, tier list more. It, um, and and it's, I do it's have enough problems. to make him eighth better, eighth best. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about eighth. I, I would say I would say Roy definitely falls in the top ten in the current. In the current I, I, meta. I think he's top I'd twelve. Say he's at least top sure. five. I wouldn't go that high. <laughs> I wouldn't go that high. You know why? Because uh, you know you got you've got Pikachu, you got Peach, you got Palutena, you got Shulk, you got Pokemon Trainer, and you got Joker. Like I, I, think I those would say that Joker. Alone... I, I would say that Joker's probably dropped a little bit because our Sen nerfs uh, have yeah, actually had a serious which impact. Which I agree. Uh, but I mean, there's there's even more characters beyond that, and and ZSS people are starting to dispute. ZSS being ranked highly, which uh, I don't know about that. There's not enough data. You know, you've got Lucina, actually, I think is probably, I, I don't know. For, from my standpoint, because I don't play actively and I don't keep up with all the, the minor details of the meta, um, and I probably should do a better job of that, but I'm still in this mindset where Lucina's better than Roy. It's, it's still, I'm, I'm kind of getting used to that, where people are thinking that Roy is better, and I can understand why people are starting to say that. But, you know, you've also got, again, Pokemon Trainer Snake still up there as well. There there are still characters that I personally would put above Roy. But, again, my mindset maybe is a little dated. Uh, obviously, Roy has been popping off of late. <laughs> okay, 
Dude, as an overall character, I agree. Like, Lucina, like, fully optimized, is probably the second best. Because, like, has only, what, two or three bad matchups? Two, two, two losing matchups. Two losing matchups. Yeah, but at the same time... Ninja and ZSS. And people even argue that ZSS is even. And so he only has one losing. Uh, Greninja. Do you say Belmont's are even now? Listen, Belmont's minus three. I don't care what you say, Jam. Well, it is so you just bad. Said minus, you just said two losing matchups. Uh, I didn't listen, hear Belmont. I'm talking about a ZSS matchup. On a ZSS matchup chart, it's even. But, like, it's, Belmont's hard Lucina. win that matchup. I'm talking about Lucina. I know, I know. Oh, sorry. I, I mean to say ZSS. But anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So, Katomic actually brought something up that was kind of interesting. Um, but I, So, I have a couple things to say about that. So the reason that I like that on paper Lucina is a better character than Roy is that Roy's safest uh, option on shield is landing forward air. It is, I believe, negative five, um, and it's also a frame ten move, right? Lucina's safest option is forward air as well, except it's frame four, and is negative four on shield, and and it hits further than than Roy's which is kind of disgusting. And so on paper, what do you have for Lucina? You have a frame one up B in the air, combo breaker with frame one invincibility. You have frame four forward air that's safe on shield that hits pretty far in front of you. And then you have um, Arsene back air. L- Lucina has Arsene back air. It's it's true. <laughs> so that, that's why on paper... Roy's kind of kind of better. The thing about Roy and Lucina though is like Lucina's back air is barely like Roy's back air is barely stronger than Lucina's, but Lucina doesn't have a sweet spot. She can just hit you with it. it it's the, they're pretty close. Like Lucina back air was going to kill you at, you know, 90 by ledge and 80 sometimes depending on character, depending on stage, stuff like that. But Katomic brought up a great point. Marth beating Lucina. I feel like this is Heavily uh, play style dependent. Yeah, you gotta I feel combo like off those sour spots. Marth beating Lucina. I yes. mean, it if, is if the Marth play lands. Is, if the Marth lands with Tippers, obviously Marth is better than. But that's but Tippers inconsistent as fuck. Yeah, it's so not worth optimizing your play around Tippers and Arios has brought up this. Uh, it's kind of brought to light, at least in my eyes, this the strategy of comboing off of sour spots, which I know has been a thing forever. But if you want to elaborate on that more, oh yeah. So like the thing about like I I love sour spots on Marth. The only time I don't like sour spots is when I'm like, okay, this should like I should have tippered here. There's very few times when I'm because I I main Marth, and I'm saying this for people that don't know me. There's very few times where I don't tipper and i'm like wow the game screwed me over here it should have given me a tipper why was it not a tipper it's more so like wow i messed up here i should have tippered because i find that um like tippers are more of a timing thing than a spacing thing and that's what some people kind of like i i get told a lot actually when i play they're like wow you know so i've never seen so many tippers so so easily like just like this you just use this move and it tippered like how did you just like just tipper this move even though it shouldn't have, it didn't look like it was going to tipper or i didn't expect this to tipper here and, it, and it's because um one it's a timing thing not necessarily a spacing thing obviously spacing is a factor but as someone who plays 
like I only play sword characters except for ZSS just because I really like ZSS as a character. Spacing is something that like I I got downpacked like from the beginning when I when I was you know learning how to play and everything like that just because I liked sword characters the most. And so th- after spacing, it comes down to a timing thing of not. Uh, like not how far away are they when I forward air, but when am I going to forward air? Where is the hitbox going to be when it's going to hit them when I throw this out? Not how far away are they? And it, that's what the visualization that I, I had use in my mind in order to tipper better, and it genuinely works. Um, and that's when it comes into the debate of the Lucina versus Marth matchup is because it's two characters with the exact same range, but tippers have priority. So if Lucina's forward air and Marth's forward air are both going to hit each other, so to speak, like they're both at the very end of their hitboxes and they're both going to hit, Marth's will actually hit and Lucina's won't due to Tipper having hit stun and overall priority. Fun fact. <laughs> that is a fun fact. <laughs> and and it honestly makes a lot of sense. And your your description, relying on timing more than spacing, is absolutely valid. Because when, when you're talking about characters with disjoints and specifically sorties, uh, you are definitely like training yourself to master spacing. But again, Marth has that sweet spot mechanic and every move has frame data associated with it. And you have to anticipate not just where your spacing will be, which is what you would do on any other sortie, because you know, you're not worried about maximizing your damage. But on Marth, it is 100% about that timing. If your move comes out on frame four, you have to predict where your opponent is going to be when that move becomes active. Mm-hmm. When your sword is coming down, like if you're using the forward air, frame four, forward air, you've got to predict that they're going to be there on frame four, not, oh, they're in range, time to use it. Because at that point, then it's too late because they're probably moving closer to you. And now they're in the sour spot. And now you got to change up how you play off the forward air and you're already screwed at that point, potentially. Yeah, and, and the biggest example that I can give someone, especially like when I'm trying to tutor Marth, is people ask about um, Marth's most inconsist- inconsistent as far as what people think about inconsistency um, on his aerials. People think that, um, like, so not just people, but his back air is his least um, consistent tipper, whereas it, it'll look like it should have tippered or you think it should have tippered, but it doesn't tipper. That's what I'll call inconsistency when really it's, again, it's a, it's a timing spacing thing. Um, and also character dependent. That's another thing is that tippers are character dependent. Um, you have to understand the, whatever the, uh, the, like the matchup is, how their hitboxes work in their moves and, and their animations in order to tipper, because, you know, like Falcon, uh, Nair, you have to, use your tipper your your sword you have to use whatever move you're using earlier than what you think because his hitbox is um not only just slightly disjointed but it's then slightly pushed in front of him so you have to tipper it differently so there's things like that that come into play uh just based on character matchup for example i think that marth versus game and watch is a much better matchup than Lucina versus Game Watch because everything tippers on Game Watch. His hitbox doesn't move that much when he uses his moves. It, it, it his hitbox moves with his body and how it looks. His hitbox is nearly exactly how he looks, and, and so that's why that's one of those matchups where it's like tippers are just so free. But specifically talking about Marth's moves himself is the Marth's back air 
uh, is the most inconsistent as far as it looks like it should have tippered and it didn't. But people complain about his up air not tippering more when it's like, I hit them on the edge of my blade, why didn't it tipper, right? If, and that's because people usually try to do it where they're directly below the, the, the whatever character they're trying to hit when they're using up air. So they'll jump and they'll try to hit it so that they hit right above them at the very end and it won't tipper. And that's part of the timing thing. I'll usually never go right below a character unless I'm genuinely trying to sour spot and juggle them so that I can do a sour spot up air into a tipper forward air or back air or then another tipper up air. That's when I'm right below them. If I'm right below them, I know I'm 99% not going to tipper. If I am, if I want to tipper up air, you go slightly to the side of them. And depending on which way Marth is facing, because the hitbox comes out earlier um, behind Marth than in front of Marth, just because of how he swings his sword, because he swings it in an arc. So the hitbox initially comes out behind him four frames before it comes out in front of him. It's a four-frame active move. Um, is my up air or a three frame? I forget. <laughs> but um, it's it, that's when it becomes a timing thing. Whereas if I'm slightly behind them, then I'll use it earlier so that that tipper hitbox is out for when they come in contact during that move. If I'm slightly in front of them, I'll use it later so that that tipper hits the sword hits them at the tipper on the side. It's much easier to time it at the sides to tipper consistently than it is directly above and that's the biggest thing about marth that people don't realize yeah and i i think since the beginning of ultimate marth got slept on really hard because very quickly the common consensus was that tippers are too inconsistent there's no reason to play marth over lucina lucina is just better marth because the damage is balanced out across the entire blade and you don't have to think she's brain dead easy etc which you know is arguable because you still have to put in a lot of practice and and, and thought into playing Lucina, even though, again, easier Marth and arguably better. But the things you're talking about with timing, uh, with making those tippers more consistent, I think there is there is room for growth in, in Marth's meta, especially to bring him back kind of to the forefront. Because Marth has been one of those characters that has always been... Always been top tier. Always been top o tier. Always been top, always been top 15. I, I personally think he's top 20 still. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you've got him. You've got him right there on the top twenty on your tier list, next to Byleth. Which, by the way, <laughs> I hate to end this great discussion about Marth, but I gotta steer this back on course. And you've got Byleth <laughs> in, in your in your high, uh, mid high tiers. What you've labeled it here. I have him. I have Byleth as a top above, thirty character. Above all of our. Above above Young Link. Above Greninja, no, above okay. Mega Man. No. no. <laughs> so I'm sorry, your tier list falls apart right there. So that's actually Byleth more of a mistake, and then I realize I'm like, wait a second, I don't actually think that Byleth oh. is better than Young Link or Greninja or Mega Byleth Man. Byleth is not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that. that. That's actually a mistake on my on my Byleth part. But do I think that? Than... Uh, do I think that Byleth is better than Pichu and Link? Yes. Samus? Yes. Do I think Violet I is better than Terry? Dang, dude, Maybe. this is brave right here. No, I don't know about that one. This is dude. brave. Because, dude, Samus is super, like a really good zoner, dude. And Violet okay. struggles can, hard. Can we agree Terry. Can we agree that Violet is better than all of the characters I put in uh, low high tier? In, in the lower half of high no. tier? Because I split high tier in two halves. No, I don't think Violet is better than Belmont. 
Yeah. They are not better than Belmont. They are not even better than Ness, to be completely honest with you, dude. Okay, I disagree buddy. with I, I disagree. a lot of a lot of that. I, I don't know. But I was and just Yoshi? Survived. Dude, Yoshi right? is a lot better than uh See, this is my bias as a sword as as a as a Martha Lucina main is that like I just dookie on like Yoshi and certain certain characters in high tier that's like it's just not even it, it just it just makes me feel like I know this character is good, but it's like if they can't survive against me, then Ariel's tier list I, is I, a matchup it, it, it chart confirmed. Feel less. <laughs> you know, it pretty much is. No, like my ma- I I literally said I was like my matchup chart is the most biased matchup chart ever, <laughs> except for top tier. Top top tier is not biased. Top tier is facts. One hundred. I am speaking God's word. No, Inkling is not top tier. I would say Inkling Rob, but no. Rob and and no. Rob is. Is not top tier. He's he's up there. Rob is not top no. tier. He's also, high tier. You don't know how bet. No, you know, out of everything you've named, you haven't even named my most biased part of of top tier. Two of my most biased parts of top. Well, tier. yeah, it's Cloud. Which are? No, okay, not no, not Cloud. Cloud is definitely a top twenty-five character, and that's where I have him. I have him top twenty-five. You have him like top fifteen, dude. I know. I have him top twenty. <laughs> I, I have him at 17, I think. Okay. 17, 18. Okay, I mean... But still. Yeah. The, mo- the most biased part of my, my tier list... The most biased Probably part of my tier 17. list is... I have Ken as the best character in high tier. Which I... I s- borderline... As a borderline top And I saw character. that. I don't, uh, and I don't, I don't hate know. that entirely. Because I think played... I think Ken is broken. I think Ken is unfun, unfair to fight against, and it, it it's it's not who's better at Smash, it's who's better at Ken. And obviously the Ken player is going to win unless you can play Ken better than that person, then you win no matter what character you're playing. Right, I was going to say at at his peak, Ken is absurdly strong. He's got an auto win combo. <laughs> but that that's played at like full optimization and not everybody can pull that off on demand. <coughs> SNR happens to have a very good Ken player that has optimized his combos quite quite well, and I never shield against Streetlight ever. Oh yeah, you don't want to get because I like my shield. I I, I like having my shield. <laughs> I never shield against. You Streetlight. don't want him to shield break you. I've played him twice. <laughs> if if I'm at zero percent and he shield breaks me, I'm instantly at eighty-three percent, and then I can't lose a single interaction. Otherwise, I get up tilt into a strong jab Shoryu, and I just die. Ken's pretty much the touch of death character in this game. I mean, no, Luigi. Oh uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. because Mario exists. That's um, that's true. Luigi, Luigi is Peach, touch of death. Peach, pre-patch, pre-patch Peach was the touch of death character because she had a. 83% combo that if you didn't DI it perfectly, she could then get a down tilt into sweet spot forward air because her combo would drag you to the ledge. She would down tilt that true combos into sweet spot forward air that kills you at ledge because her forward air killed you at 90. Damn, dude. Rough life. <laughs> that was the t- true touch of death character even before the Luigi combo got nerfed. Yeah, I wasn't People even thinking flopped. about Luigi with the recent <laughs> Sonic drama because before, before it was it Luigi. Was the Luigi drama. And I don't even want to get into that can of worms. Luigi, I'd rather watch Luigi like um, 100% of the time over Sonic, but I still don't think Sonic's banned. You know, I, I know we already covered this. Just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> before we, uh, before we get into other characters on these tier lists that we have, I think I feel like a good thing that we can talk about is character drama 
What character? What what characters have we had drama about? Literally all um, of them so far in Smash. Are Ultimate. you kidding me? Actually, oh, I, don't, I don't. I don't feel. And and what characters do we think are gonna be have the drama around them in the near future? Uh, Little Max so so them, doesn't have we twelve have, jumps. We have in the very beginning of the game. All right, we had Belmont, K. Rule. No, K. Rule. It was K. Rule. Yeah, we had, so in order. In order, we had K. Rule. Then we had Belmont. Okay. Then we had Ike. We had the Ike controversy, oh, yeah. whether he was good, bad, broken, best character in the game, stuff like that. And then people realized he's extremely linear and he's exploitable. Um, Did somebody say Ike? After <laughs> that, after that, we had Ganondorf. After Ike, we had I love Ganondorf you, Yaki. Because of Frostbite, because um, of Naira at Frostbite, clapping two pro players with Ganondorf. Like, I mean, like when I say clapping, I have never seen destruction on a pro stage. More than when Nairo's on the stage. Nairo, the only thing that comes close to destruction happening around Nairo, either Nairo causing the destruction or Nairo getting zero to death clipped by Gluttony <laughs> to win a major. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's ever been anyone but Nairo, except for when Game Four MK Leo when he had that insane roll read uh, at at Evo on Tweak. Like that, that's the only other anime moment. Because I mean, like Nairo has. His Ganondorf at Frostbite against um, Light and Mars. Then he has the four parries into an uh, an a, a down smash as Palu versus Lucina against Mr. E. Oh, that's so which disgusting! Which is one of the most anime, one of the most anime moments of Smash. He parried all four hits of Dancing Blade from Lucina side B. In 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 an anime moment where it's just dink 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 and then boom sweet spot not just any down smash it was sweet spot down smash which is in the arc of the wing for palutena and just obliterates him and the entire crowd was freaking out it was like evo moment uh whatever 38 or 60 whatever <laughs> 37 yeah it's, it's almost like evo moment 37 in in how the crowd was like oh my god because <laughs> that's when people realized the power of parrying Dude, I, like the, he had Palutena down smash is like frame twelve. It's not a fast move, but he parried so many moves in a row that he had enough frames to punish. <laughs> parrying is the best mechanic in in fighting games. Uh, don't at me. Uh, third strike with parrying. Not in so ultimate, good. but yes, in general, <laughs> I agree. I feel like in ultimate it is chalked up and is not as valuable as it is in other games because parrying in other games means. Because you, you can block moves in other games, but you can take damage from them, right? Mm -hmm. But parrying, you take no damage from it, which it, it means it has an extreme value to it. Whereas in ultimate, it's like you can parry a move and then punish with a move that if even if you didn't parry, sometimes you would still do the same punish because you haven't had a shield option. Like Cloud, if you parry Cloud, he's usually going to up B. Or if you're at kill percent, up smash. But like... Cloud could do either regardless, whether he parried or didn't parry most of the time. So it's like, that's why I feel like parrying is kind of chalked up in this game. But anyways, so we're talking about character controversies. I feel like Ken is the next character to have a controversy that is we're waiting on. Like, that's the next thing that's going to happen is going to be the Ken controversy. We're, we're past we're past the Krom Roy controversy. We're past... Wolf down smash. <laughs> we're past. We're past Ivysaur up B. You know. Oh man, the the Ivysaur we're drama. We're, we're way. We are way past the the ZSS's mid tier. 
uh, or high. Well, we're still in the ZSS controversy. I was gonna say because I saw a tweet the other day. I can't remember who it was by, but uh, they they were calling somebody out with a clip. Is like, you think ZSS is high tier? <laughs> people are still people are still in contention about ZSS, but. Yeah, maybe Kickflip maybe can destroys certain matchups. I don't know, dude. Kickflip destroys certain matchups, but there's also matchups where Kickflip is completely like you're completely able to call it out. Like Game and Watch can call out Kickflip, but Game and Watch still loses that matchup. It, it's it's it, Kickflip has little to do with whether or not the matchup is won or or losing, but it does have a lot to do with whether or not the mat like the matchup is good for the character. Like the Belmonts can't function against Kickflip, even though they can call it out sometimes. Well, and up air reach. Back, back to Ken. I think there was a moment in time where Ken could have been controversial. Is when the buffs came to the Shadows, uh, and people realized that Ken could uh, do some absolutely broken things. Because originally, originally Ken was not that good at the launch of Ultimate. There were a lot of issues with Ken, and. I want to say it was four. It was four point It was four that like really gave him the killer combos that he has now. And since then, there's been a couple other buffs and tweaks to like shield damage and whatnot. But there was that moment where Ken got buffed into the combo monster that he is, and people didn't really run with it. Like it didn't really blow up in anything. And I think now that moment may have passed like it it could still turn into a quote-unquote controversy with twitter drama and all that but i don't i don't see ken really becoming the focus of the community i think i think ken takes a little bit uh, too much thought i I don't think it's necessarily brain dead easy because you do have to kind of optimize your play but i don't know it it could still happen um we've seen a lot of characters kind of come out of nowhere to get the ire of the community like Sonic, kind of just Luigi. Yeah, well, I don't know. Luigi was kind of a problem at the beginning. As soon as people found that touch of death, man. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It could happen. Uh, I'm not. I'm not really seeing it. We didn't even touch it. We didn't even talk about the biggest one of all that has happened at Ultimate to date. Hero. Should Hero be banned? <laughs> that one died. Like, Hero is a high tier character. He's good. He's fun. When, he's but fun but when it happened, so well. but when it happened, dude, that blew up. Oh yeah, out of proportion. The dumbest conversation I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. If 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 I can like how I gauge whether or not the, a character is good or bad is how how much fun can I have fighting it? Right. If the character is not fun for me to fight, I think the character is good. <laughs> Like that's that's where I put a lot of bias in my tier list. Where I don't have fun fighting Ken. I think Ken is one of the. I have more fun fighting Pikachu than Ken. Wait, but then why is Pikachu Actually. number one? <laughs> well, because Pikachu's still broken. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I just acknowledge the fact that it, it, I just acknowledge the fact that my character is broken, and that goes even with Pikachu. Pika loops, so. dude. Pika loops. Pika loops. Pika loops. Plus, you also have to think that my, like, I'm also, like, most of my training experience is on Wi-Fi, not on, not on LAN. So it's like, I don't know, get good, scrub. (laughs) That's why I put Coming from the guy who doesn't play at all. (laughs) (laughs) I think last time we played, you quit. Probably. I probably rage quit. Let's, 
let's let's not kid ourselves here. It sounds like me when I play with Jam anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Jam's like, Jam's like, just jump. <laughs> you can get out of my lead trap if you jump. And then you I get can. smacked. You and can, then I get though. smacked in the face. I get smacked in the face with an axe and die. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, just jump to my death. Thank you. <laughs> just roll. I, I roll into an F smash or F tilt. That's great. You, or a grab. You literally like, have to time it, dude. Yeah, if, you, if you're getting I, I F smash, you time it wrong. Time it. If you're getting F smash, you timed it wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you timed it I wrong. Don't, I don't dude. care. Belmonts are top five. Don't argue no. with me. No, give my character uh, I believe you have Belmonts. Stop pressing B. Where do you have Belmonts on your tier list? I don't even see them. <laughs> I have them at the bottom of high tier. <laughs> I, have them as a, I have them as a bottom 40 character. <laughs> no, they are not that good. The thing is, there's so many good characters in Ultimate. In, in Ultimate. Like, look at my high, like my high tier. It has more characters than top, mid, and low tier combined. Oh, dude, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. People complain about so many things in this game, but... As as far as like roster diversity and viability goes, this is the most like we we've ever seen in Smash in terms oh. of competitively viable characters. Like it is absolutely insane. Almost every game or every character, excuse me, in this game can be taken into a tournament setting and be played really well. And in some cases, you know, uh, you'll you'll see to uh, top sixty four appearances for all of these characters, with the exception of a handful like Kirby and Little Mac. I'm sorry. You two are probably beyond uh, redemption at this over, point. Over, over. I mean, I I mean Little Mac online. Little, little Mac, Mac online. Crazy. Magic Trumpet Man. Uh, shoutouts. I absolutely Salt love watching King. him play. Yeah, there's there's definitely yeah. a couple Little Macs online. I'm sure there's a couple Kirby's too. But yeah, I mean, almost Pasta. every character, <laughs> almost every character in this game is actually decently viable in terms of like they could make top 64. They, they won't make top like, eight. Like, like yeah, like. Like not talking about Wi-Fi, but like in general, look at my mid. What what I have for mid tier, right? My mid tier tier list, uh, like mid tier characters. Over half those characters have had top fifty players, top sixteen placement representation. Seriously. Yeah, it's insane. In, 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 uh, in A tier, in, in A tiers. Larry Lur. Larry Lur. He doesn't play. Well, Falco. He played Falco. He broken. He played Falco. He played Falco. When did he play? He played Falco. A tier, SoCal, whatever it's called. I forget the tour. I forget the tournament with Void and Spargo were there. Is an A tier. I know that he has him as a secondary, but he doesn't fucking main them. <laughs> he he still played him. He still Regardless. played him for more than one set. Regardless, that's like, so, like saying there's, okay, I'm there's still representation. There's still representation of him because he won what one game two. or one set. <laughs> he won one set or two yeah, game, yeah, yeah. two, two games. Game. Okay, but no, but, but like that doesn't but, mean Violet okay. is top tier. No. Uh, no, I'm I'm saying I'm saying, but they still have represent. Like they still have their uses in competitive. Like, Corin was counterpicked. Was counterpicked to for with Cosmos to win, and Zachary has used it against um, the Buzz, and so did Cosmos. And uh, for example, like uh, Nomex just beat Zero. I mean, that that was online, but still, as Bowser Junior. Uh, DK, there's a plenty. Ben Gold. Ben Gold is a PGR player. And he's he's. Uh, I believe he was PGR top 50. I believe he was like 40 in the 40s, and he he's from Australia. He mains K rule, you know. Like there's representation from the mid low tier still. Yeah, no, it exists, and and so many of these characters again are absolutely viable. They may not be good, regardless. You know, like Falco is actually functionally broken, and it's very sad 
and hopefully he gets some love in the next patch. He just can't kill his. He can't his back spot throw. Kill. His back throw doesn't even work. Yeah, well, his up throw doesn't Falcon? either. You can, you, you can DI the laser. No, Falco. Falco, Falco. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I think, Falcon, I think Falcon is... Um, there's a couple problems. I think problems. Falcon's broken and fake hype. Fake hype. Yeah. No, I, there's a couple problems with Falcon, but I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for. He's fine. Yeah, he's, he's fine. He's, he's he, he does not absolutely need playable. He does not need buffs. Like, the thing is, you know, you know what? Like, Fatality said this himself, and this is when I knew that Falcon was for sure high tier and people need to stop crying. Was Falcon uh, Fatality literally said it himself? He's like, if they fixed his turnaround animation, his turnaround animation alone, because it does slightly screw him over in, in a lot of situations, especially in disadvantage. Um, and even when he's comboing into advantage, his turnaround animation can sometimes uh, screw him over for it. Um, it's like, he's like, the palette, he's like, Palu Falcon would be nearly even slightly losing for Falcon instead of just flat out losing. And I was like, that's when I knew that Falcon's broken. Yeah, no, I think he's, Falcon's he's, he's high tier, but he's broken. Um, th there, there's potential for Falcon. And there was one other thing I wanted to touch on while we're out on this topic. Um, and, and it's a little bit away from tier list, but I think the evolution, like the, the meta is going to continue to, to evolve and shift a little bit. Like there's not going to be anything, I don't think, uh, groundbreaking at this point, like new tech discovered that just completely changes the meta. Uh, but counterpicking, counterpicking as like an actual viable thing that people practice and they have pockets <laughs> dedicated specifically to counterpicking. I think that's the next step. That's me. And this, and this goes back around to the Sonic thing. If people had specific counterpicks, and, and maybe counterpicking Sonic on Wi-Fi isn't uh, some be-all solution to this drama, but just having a counterpick for matchups that you absolutely hate to deal with would go a long way to solving a lot of people's complaints about this game. Like, people are still going to be like, oh, I can't believe I have to switch off my main to play a counterpick for this specific matchup just because it's so unfun, blah, blah, blah. But I think that's the next step that several people need to take is learning to and embracing the fact that you can counterpick to beat specific matchups, and it's okay. Yeah, I, I, I agree, and I feel like there's only two top players that have embraced that kind of... It, like, not not necessarily just embraced, but, like, been completely open and tested it out and pushed it to their limits. Um, no one has done that further than Nairo or Zachary. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, they will pick... They, they won't just... Like, obviously, they'll pick characters that they play that they're confident with, but they're not, they're not afraid to go, I am more confident that I will win with this character rather than playing Palutena or Rob. And that's what the mentality should be, but for some reason, Smash is so into this, I have a main, I have a secondary, and I have a pocket character I might pay, pull out every once in a while. And that is like, so deeply ingrained in the way that people play this game. And it's like, it's okay, and it actually shows off how much more flexible you are as a player if you have counter picks that you can go to, and you can play well enough to win. Like, Nairo... Sorry, you can go. I apologize. Yeah, that's fine. And I was going to say, and then Borky, you have people like me who live and die solo maining Belmont. Right, and that's okay too. If you want to be a solo main, that's totally fine. There are plenty of people like that. But here's the thing. From a person who just solo mains someone, dude, I fucking put 3,000 hours plus into Belmont, dude. 
I, I don't have the time to fucking put in the same or like even half that time in again for another character who's better. That's why I have to literally just focus on outplaying whoever I'm playing against. Like even so Pikachu, it's a very hard matchup, but like there's nothing much I can do. Well, I just don't have to you outplay think, the fuck out don't of you them. think it would be really cool if you could spend just a little bit of time learning one of Pikachu's biggest weaknesses and practicing that matchup specifically with that character. And then if you go up against a Pikachu, you have enough Lucina. confidence to, yes, you have enough confidence to pull out Lucina and you don't have to be a god at Lucina to win against this Pikachu player because Lucina's natural strengths over Pikachu will somewhat carry you through that. And you just have to have enough matchup knowledge and comfort, uh, comfortability and f uh, familiarity with Lucina to win the game. Well, yeah, like for, my my biggest, and this is not just me being a like a Lucina stan or whatever you know. Like I'm being I'm being serious when I say this. At Glitch Six, Nairo pulled out Lucina after not main like not having that as his main to beat Light, ZD, uh, and Tweak. And think about how hype that was. Think about how hype that was when and, you and, saw and, a player and, 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 and do that. When you see a player pull out a character they don't play very often, you're like, oh my gosh, look at this. This dude is playing a character he like never plays, and that that is so sick that he's doing this well with this character. Like, And he got second. He got second going Lucy solo Lucina. He got second place just because he was more confident against Tweak with uh, Tweak's Wario. He was more confident playing Lucina than Palutena, even though his Palutena is better. And I, and I watch, you know, Luc Naira's Lucina because I watch all any pro Lucina VODs I can watch. I watch in order to imp like implement things they do into my own game. And I look at Naira and, and I'm like, I like he he's doing the same basic things that I do. He's just that good of a player that he's able to just overall play better, and that's why it's working. And it's one of the few times where I looked at something and I was like, I'm not learning much about the character rather than just like the game itself. But that's part of what makes it viable to do that to to play a different character and win. And the thing is, Nairo got second in that at that S tier, not because Tweak beat him, because he SD'd twice and lost two three. And and as a broadcaster, I, I may be a little bit biased. You know, I love to commentate, shoutcast, all that. Character swaps are Character hype. swaps are hype, especially when they're a character swap you don't see coming. And you're like, oh my gosh, they just picked this character. And this is going to be so exciting to see them play something different. To see them play something new and perform well with it. I love that so much. And it shows off the flexibility of a player, the adaptability of somebody, the depth of their skill. To, to show that they can swap to another character and play it to a point where they can win in a highly competitive setting, that to me demonstrates so much skill. I love that. It, it is it is awesome. Even, even if they swapped to a character I didn't really like to watch, that would still be like, whoa, okay, what's this going to be like? Th things like that. I love like there was a grand final once that Epic Gabriel was playing in and it went to five games and every single game he picked a different character and it was just so much fun like he pulled out Incineroar I was like what the heck I didn't even know this dude played Incineroar and he won with it and it was awesome it was awesome every game and uh I remember yeah that, that, things times like games like those are hype sets like absolutely. those but I remember watching Nairo play Mars, and Nairo played Wolf, Robin, Pit, and ZSS. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that is all four so of those. sick. He won with Robin, and then swapped to Wolf, and then won. 
he ended up losing the set, but like still, like he he just he did not care. He's like, I'm gonna win. He, his whole goal was I'm gonna win based off matchup in like unfamiliarity, and the fact that you like every game you're gonna have to adapt to my character and my playstyle with this character. While, meanwhile, I already know your playstyle and what you're gonna do. You don't know what I'm gonna do. So stuff like that, that 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 part of the counter picking is what makes it so good. And, uh, yeah, no, dude, ca- counterpicks, especially when, like, they pull out a character that you main, it gets even more fun because now you're watching a really high-skilled showcase for your favorite character. But uh, I-, I wanted I wanted to, before we end this, I want to shift focus a little bit. Uh, SNR has been growing a lot lately, uh, and I hate to say that we're benefiting off of the current global situation, again, with that pandemic. But, I mean, the Wi-Fi scene as a whole is benefiting. We're getting a lot of uh, spotlight on us altogether. You know, we've had quarantine uh, series. Uh, Soak Series Invitational was huge. And there's just been a constant train of big Wi-Fi tournaments. And SNR actually is going to be hosting three of them this month. Uh, we, we kind of took a little bit of a break from hosting tournaments uh, through April. But now we are back and we have been experiencing rapid growth. Uh, we're partnering with, uh, I believe, our Smash Bros on a tournament. We're partnering with Peak Tournaments. And things are going to get really interesting as we go forward. There's another partnership in the works that we can't wait to announce, uh, but we'll have to save it for later. But guys, if you want to give some thoughts on the recent growth of SNR, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Maybe Jam, you want to say something? Uh, Arius, you want to go first? Or do you want me to go last? As far I I, I kind of want to, eh, I just want to say, um, you know, I'm glad to be able to do what I do, like in in for on Discord and Smash, uh, every day, um, more so than anything else. It's definitely been something that, may, like, allows me to have something that's not just my normal everyday life, and that. You know, I, I have fun being able to come on and help people run tournaments, things like that. And the fact that it's only getting bigger is something that makes me excited. Yeah, I'd actually like to touch on that a little bit more. Um, as as a TO and one of the kind of leaders of SNR now, it is so fulfilling and rewarding to be able to put money into the scene and uh, get something back out of it. It's just, it's so much fun to do this. And we love putting on these tournaments for you guys in jam. If you'd like to say something. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So I'm actually really excited with the current growth of SNR. Uh, I'm really happy. Uh, I've been loving how active our community has been and how welcoming a lot of you guys have been. I appreciate it a lot. I look forward to what the future has in store for us. I'm also really excited about the Minecraft server we just launched. By the way, Muffin Gang's the best fashion on that server. Don't at me. But yeah, uh, I'm yeah. looking forward to announcing more projects that we have in the works and doing more content like the podcast. But it's coming, guys. Yeah. For uh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Eris, you had one more thing to say? I was going to say snrfactions.apexmc.co. <laughs> <laughs> and and soon maybe we'll be able to plug some sponsors. Uh, we're we're working on that. But guys, this has been episode one of the Relaxing Podcast. I'm Borkhammer40k. Once again, joined by Arios. 
Hello, goodbye. And <laughs> Jam, our venerable owner, who we love so much. Moment. <laughs> oh, also, and 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 Katomic put a Incineroar's high tier. I want to end it on that. <laughs> All right, well that oh, that's gonna do it for us, guys. Uh, we will catch you next time. I don't want to say next week because we haven't finalized when we're doing these, but uh, we will try to have episode two up soon. Peace out. <laughs>